Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week I sit down with Melbourne-based artist Mick Porter. How you going? G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down for a chat. No worries at all. Last of the summer sunshine. Yeah, beautiful day in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't seen you around for a long time and you've uh, you suddenly popped, uh, popped up on the scene again. Yeah, I've been living over in New Zealand, um, just north of Auckland, on Little Peninsula. Um, most beautiful place. Um, yeah, ha- had a little baby over there and living in a caravan, living the life. Yeah, so um, came back to Australia to get some work and, you know, further my um, art practice. Yeah. Painting and sculpture and all that sort of stuff. How long were you living over there for? About three years, yeah. yeah, off and on, yeah. Were you painting over there the whole time as well? Um, no, I did some carving um, with uh, some some Maori fellas, um, and uh, that was interesting to see, yeah, different different ways of approaching sculpture, you know. Yeah, because I saw some um, some clips of you uh, like um, doing some wood sculptures, but using a chainsaw. Is that where you were doing all that type of stuff? Chainsaw carving, yeah. I, I watched them how they did it. Um, yeah, they, they'd rough it out with a chainsaw and, um, yeah, I'd do the same, but I finished mine with a chainsaw where, where they finished theirs with the chisel and have, like, a polished um, sort of hammered look. Uh, they use uh, totra, which is a really uh, super hardwood, whereas I'm just using, you know, your butter soft cypress pine but you still need to cut it with a chainsaw it's just a little bit too hard for um, mucking around with a ch- chisel yeah a bit too slow you know yeah well it depends on what look you want as well yeah you know because your um your style is uh, suits the chainsaw look, yeah it's really loose and yeah quick yeah so with the style of um of art that you do with your sculpture and your your painting, like um, where where did you uh develop that style? Because it is it's you're very like free flowing, but sort of aggressive how you do it as well. Like how how did all that come about? Were you always painting like that, or have you developed it over years? Yeah, I've been painting for um, quite a long time. You know, um, as a growing up in a creative um, family, everybody sort of had a go at painting pictures and you know uh, I was fostered uh, from a young age to continue my pursuits as as a painter uh, and 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 a, and a maker of sculpture um, and I wasn't you know point, pointed in any direction to um, you know be an academic in any way so I just focused on on making and um, yeah so it just it just naturally comes out how it does it's pretty sometimes can be a bit um brutal you know like just mark making and stuff um and crossing over painting and sculpture you know um yeah and and having masculine sort of um you know masculinity to to try and bring into my you know uh, image making um using sort of yeah, some aggressive kind of mark making uh, interests me. Yeah, so so softly spoken yet so aggressive with the uh, art tools. Yeah, yeah, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to get it out somehow. <laughs> Can't 
can't use words, you see. Yeah. Yeah. So with um like you're mentioning you, you've come from a creative family like um like is everyone in your family a, an artist in one way or another um yeah my mum was um my mum and dad were sort of into theatre uh, my dad's always been a painter of sort of landscape type things um and my mum would make um these uh for, for you know theatre classes she would she would get the kids to make um know paper mache and uh, we'd all, all the kids all her you know our, our family would all get involved with making paper mache masks for you know the theatre production or whatever it was and um, yeah so it was great experience you know having having the sculptural element and you know you'd paint the masks and yeah so <laughs> I'm still stuck on that image making you know making faces and masks and stuff yeah have you um have you always uh like just painted faces and and, and has faces been the basis of your artwork? Yeah, I, I I had a period where I I um just just made um like assemblages and installations um at at art school um where I just collected and and basically hoarded um objects to make art with. So like you know hundreds of spray cans and hundreds of textures and hundreds of paint rollers and rollers and anything that I thought might might have been functional in in my studio but I went to town on it and just made installations and not so much showed the artwork that I made the that I used the installations for just just showed my uh, yeah my studio as an artwork so yeah really really got into that just Installation art, yeah. Yeah. So when you um when I first met you, it was around like two thousand and four ish. Like you were, like it was when the street art boom was happening, like Mel in Melbourne and also globally. But um everyone was doing like uh, small like stencils and stuff on the streets, but you were going like big with your uh, with your heads, but like with big like um extendable roller poles and and just getting them up in really high profile places and, and sort of attacking it like a graffiti writer, like even up on the all on the train lines and stuff like that. Like, were you hanging out with graffiti artists and stuff? Like, is that where you got the ideas to hit those sort of spots or were you um, just you just look at it from a different angle? And yeah, so um, my, I've got two other brothers and they're both into graffiti and, and you know, I, I was into graffiti and we did, you know, Quite a lot of sort of you know track sides and train painting and uh, vandalism you know and enjoyed that sort of element of graffiti and um, when I went to art school I sort of you know tried to appreciate art a bit more and um, yeah I wanted to continue getting up but um, I was sort of yeah didn't want to get capped anymore <laughs> Get 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 whatever gone over by other people, so um, I I knew that you'd, you'd have to go above where the pieces are. So yeah, I just started um, getting out and about and making art from you know whatever I could find along the way, any sort of um, you know paint, um, mop, whatever you know. Um, and I'd try and get it up in places where um, other people couldn't reach, you know. Um, yeah. So I remember even um, 
going out with you around that era and it was it was a good good adventure you know yeah. just finding spots that you could only reach with a roller pole or, that's you know, right. people didn't even see them as spots but you just you know if you got the big the yeah. big long pole out you can, yeah. you can reach all all sorts of areas you know that's right yeah we painted on the uh, on the freeway and um and nobody touched that spot you know they couldn't reach it you know it was sort of untouchable yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah it's good fun so it's good to see that a lot of the um the pieces you did back then like i don't know around 2004 ish to 2007 or whatever when you were really getting out there amongst it there's um they're still there like a lot of those ones that people haven't been able to reach and you know you go down the train lines and especially um especially like the elevated areas of the train lines where you have to look down to see people's pieces your uh your big heads are all at eye level as the trains go past it's it's really good to see it they're still there oh awesome thank you very much yeah and that's that um that one on Langridge Street as well yeah. um that uh in Collingwood like um Mitch at the studio here was saying uh yesterday when I told him I'm gonna do an interview with you he's like oh that's that's my favorite piece in uh yeah in Melbourne you oh know? awesome yeah well, that's really lovely um I feel yeah but it's beautiful yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like the piece that much um it just uh you know it was an experiment along the way you know um, like all the the others, you know. Yeah. Do you have any idea that last this long? Nah, but I knew that you know uh, certain people wouldn't be able to slash me there. You know, they're not tall enough. <laughs> but um, now nowadays it's a different, you know, different, um, different whole different setup. You know, people are painting much higher, and um, they can they can get you wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> with different tools, you know. Yeah. yeah. So with the uh, with the heads, like, what's the inspiration behind them? Are they um, are they like do they come from anywhere, or do you, is it just drawings that you've done as a kid that have evolved into what they are today? Yeah, I think you know, um, I, I'm, I think they they definitely have to be sort of you know self portraits to some degree, you know, and sort of like a, a you know like I experience sort of like anxiety and um you know sort of in, you know using it as sort of introspection about like some of the feelings i might have or whatnot you know like um expressing myself on 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 a different kind of you know um that sounds terrible <laughs> expressing myself um yeah visually not without words i don't know yeah I mean, uh, tagging, tagging is expressive, but um, maybe you can get more, more images with words. But um, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I just use the images. Yeah, he's doing what naturally flows out. Yeah, here. I could write a political statement or something, which would probably be more effective. But um, yeah, it wouldn't be too honest, you know. Yeah, from not from the heart. And, and like with these uh, the heads that you paint like I've, I've watched you paint them in the past and I know you were even just drawing in the studio then and um, and just the way you layer them up like it's really interesting if you um do you do you teach yourself just how to do that layering or do you see you get inspired from watching someone else paint or oh, like I that? definitely um, you know did my study and um, you know, love my favourite artists and, um, you know, researched, you know, 
just lived in, you know, books and stuff, reading, you know, about all the other, you know, masters who've gone before me. <laughs> Not saying that I'd ever be a master or could ever compare, but you know, just watching, um, watching, you know, people's progression through books or you know movies or whatever um it's definitely yeah and i've had heaps of mentors you know mm. heaps of really important people um support you know and be positive role models um for me about you know what what's good and bad and you know this that and the other but yeah heaps of artists and who, who are some of the uh, mentors you've had and what have they uh, taught you um yeah, I guess my old man's always been a fantastic mentor in terms of, you know, um, just around the house, there's always been, he's always painting a painting. There's always some, you know, a palette mixed up with paint and he's, you know, slapping it on somewhere, and whether it's in his room or you know, in the kitchen or in the shed, you know, he's always just trying to paint something. And, um, yeah, I just sort of, I guess I picked up, you know, a bit, a bit of knowledge, but in terms of like the classical uh, approach to painting I don't really know what I'm doing I really don't um, I usually just start out pretty loose and then I try and find my image inside you know the madness of lines or mark making um, yeah yeah because I was watching you before and it was really interesting how you did it because like for me I'll like mark up the shape then I'd fill in the shape, and then I'd outline the shape. Almost, you know, like from from doing pieces, I guess you get a bit of that. Whereas with you, you you draw it in a light colour, then then draw it again in a darker colour, then draw it again in a darker colour until you get to black. Mm. And and but what's created is this shading in the middle as mm. well with all the lighter lighter tones and mm. lines that you don't end up going over again. And it's um it was really interesting watching you do it. It's um. It's a technique that's for me. It's real foreign because I, I yeah, don't think like that when I approach my artwork. You know, oh, I think that's um, yeah, fairly you know common that that approach. You know, you you start with your lights and end up with your dark, but then I'm not sure which way you're meant to go. But um, whether you're meant to go light to dark or dark to light, and then yeah. But um, I've recently taken on um, a job. Um, to do an exhibition in, in, in September and um, yeah I'm going to be painting like oils on canvas so th it's a new learning curve for me because um, I've watched my dad do it but he's got no idea either you know he's just doing it random um, so yeah it's a bit of a learning curve there's this they, they say you should work from thin to thick mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I started off pretty thin, so yeah, I'm, I'm just learning. So yeah, but I think there's um there's something good about not knowing how to use the tools properly and just going in for it. Because you know I've, I've mentioned it to on this podcast before about learning watercolors. Like I, I got taught by someone who who does photorealism with watercolors. Oh, and, awesome! Yeah. And I and I don't do photorealism or anything. You know, but I use them a completely different way. But um, but then you like you get you get the tools and you just go for it you're just doing what you think's right and um people might say oh that's not how you're meant to use that but gee look look at the uh the effects you're getting from it, you know that's right yeah, yeah. And, and finding your own ways always yeah way more interesting mm. than following somebody else's you know you're just like 
um, making it up as you go, you know. And, and with your um, with your color palette, you use like quite a muted color palette. Do you um, do you like rely on like finding mist tint paints yeah. and things like that? Like, yeah. So often, um, you know, I never wanted to spend a cent on uh, anything. So I, um, you know, would just if there was a bucket of paint. I, you know, and they're, they're often sort of, you know, ceiling white paint that people don't want anymore. They put it out the front of the house and, and I come along and grab it and, you know, I might mix, you know, some red in it or something. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, pretty muted, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you know, like, because I never wanted to buy anything, um, I wanted to, you know, there's so much available, you know. I wanted to save the world by recycling and mad idea of sort of finding paint is you know sort of saving the world but in, in a stupid way um, you know I'm not really saying much but um yeah they're trying to recycle a bit you know yeah and uh, don't don't want to go you know using the world's resources but it's a bit crazy because um, then it compromises your palette you know <laughs> you don't have the good colours you, you need to express yourself or whatnot, but um, yeah, I like I like just using scraps and um, you know using the the paint the colour of the wall that, that that's already pre-existing as as a tone, you know, and then just if I, if I might find a bucket of ceiling white, I just put the highlights in and that's it. That's just done, mm. uh, and the rest tells tells itself, you know. It's, you see, the rest of the image jumps out without having to. Uh, paint it. Yeah. So you might have red, red or pink brick. You know, it's perfect tone as a skin, and you just put your highlights on, and it's done. But I've always found that it's a good challenge um, having a limited palette. Like yeah. I find sometimes you can have all the colours in the rainbow, and you just don't use them right. You yeah. know, whereas if you go off with three colours here, and and you just make them work. You know, obviously there's there's at times where the three colours are just not right at all, but. Uh, you know, you always always work out a way. Yeah, for sure. So getting back to the um, the gallery show that you were mentioning before, coming up at Backwards in September, like have you have you done a lot of um, a lot of like canvas work for exhibitions? I don't think I have. I, I worked um, I worked up quite a few images um, just with wood and uh, and the drill, um, where I made the image just using the drill so I you know using the limited palette of the color of the wood and and the drill and uh, I'd, I'd sometimes incorporate the blowtorch so I could get you know dark tones maybe burn a hole right through it um, yeah, really pushing the material to its limit until I got an image that I was happy with uh, a lot of it's sort of really dark and uh, ugly depressing kind of objects you know that, that have a lot of sort of angst you know but uh, but some people kind of liked it you know I, f I think I sold two or three you know um, I sold one from the recent show at um, Yarra Sculpture Gallery um, was it was a, um, a coffee table and um, just from hard rubbish and I just got the blowtorch and burnt a couple holes in it and it looked sort of like a face yeah, screwed it to a little uh, base, and yeah, somebody bought it. You know, um, 
they put in their house. Ridiculous, but you know, <laughs> strange things people do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's art, man. People, yeah. people, they dig your stuff, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like it's. I know it's weird when you're creating. You think, oh, I, I it was, I just did that out of fun, or it was so easy yeah. for me to do that, but you know no one could possibly want it you yeah. know what i mean but then you do it and and pe- all people see is a finished product yeah. they don't know what was going through your head at the time or anything yeah. like that and if vi- they like it they like it you know visually it was sort of the most effective piece you know in the show because it was a sort of round coffee table and it had these you know horrible kind of scars in it so um it, yeah it, it really made the made the show yeah yeah i saw it it looked, looked really good Jeez, thanks. So I find that your uh, your work translates really well from like from paint to sculpture. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Have you is, is that something that um you do you have to work hard to get get that to work, or you just sort of worked it out from the get go? And it well, I think having the the limited palette's a little trick, you know. It's sort of you know I might use black and white, and you know then I might use brown and uh, and and you know charcoal or white and charcoal and it just the contrasts sort of you can read sort of same kind of image throughout you know whether it's sculpture or painting and with the um with that uh exhibition at the um at the uh yarra sculpture gallery you just had how did all that come together um i was living in new zealand and um i thought i'd oh you know i might go ahead and apply for a residency and so I, you know first thing I've ever applied for really and um, it um that they sent a message back the next day like yeah start tomorrow I'm like okay <laughs> I can't really start tomorrow but I'll pack my stuff up it's just sort of after after Chrissy so I missed sort of like the first couple of weeks of the residency and um, yeah so I sort of moved into the gallery and started hoarding shit you know started collecting all sorts of random objects and I never knew what I was going to do with it but I winged it at the end of the show I had three massive like four meter sculptures and um, yeah a whole bunch of other crap that people just loved and uh, I just yeah it was like I was on a on a roll it was crazy I um, managed to pull my socks up a bit you know and um, because I've been pretty quiet over in New Zealand uh, having a little boy and just being being a, a parent um, zaps you a bit, you know. I did heaps of drawing, uh, but nothing kind of as creative as that, you know. And yeah, because I was, I was looking at that, just wondering how, like, where you assembled it all. I thought, gee, if you had a studio, you'd have to have a massive studio, and then yeah. to get everything there, you'd need like trucks and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Nah, so I did it all in in the in the in the gallery. Yeah, and, uh, they had a little bed there, so I sort of did, you know pretty long shifts and slept there and you know uh, yeah I really pumped it you know yeah sounds like you immersed yeah. yourself in it yeah it was really good how long was that for um I think I was there for about 35 days um and uh yeah just just pumped it out just I knew that I had to make something of myself because um life was grinding to a halt <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I hadn't been in in uh in amongst the creative mob for a while so yeah it's good to be back and um, talking about art yeah it was a good way to um to sort of get get back on on the radar yeah you know because like i've noticed that's what i was saying to you before i've noticed since then you're um 
you're popping up everywhere. You yeah. know, you're doing all these getting up big again. walls yeah. everywhere, yeah. And, and you know, like the sculptures are amazing. Everyone was really blown away. Like yeah. I saw so many po- people like reposting it on uh, oh, on Instagram so, and stuff you. like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was definitely um, a great um, process to go through. You know, working in the place and living in the place where you're making, you know? Yeah. You can really focus on it, you know? Proper immersion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Ha-Ha, he always lives at his studios. Yeah. <laughs> He's a champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember years ago when we first started hanging out, you were at um, VCA, yeah. Victorian College of the Arts, yeah. and you, you were making sculptures then. Like, were you, were you studying sculpture, or was yeah. it just a part of a component of your course? Or No, no, it was a sculpture major, yeah, Bachelor of Fine Art in, um, in sculpture. So, yeah, I just had some, yeah, a whole bunch of really amazing mentors there as well, and I went on to to work uh, with one of the teachers. Uh, he, he set up his own foundry, and I went along and, uh, and started working for him, and, um, yeah, he went full-time running the foundry and, and so did I so yeah, it was a really amazing experience making other people's artwork so we do all sorts of commercial um, gallery you know council yeah municipalities and all, all sorts um, yeah so eight years of that sort of well, it sort of became sort of like a hell living hell in the end you know making artwork for for you know other people I just was so sick of art you know I was just like it just made me want to vomit you know <laughs> like the some of the art out there just drives me nuts you know like you can imagine if you have to look at it all day every day yeah well that's a downfall of making art for other people isn't it yeah. you know that's why I um like I've, I've done the same but in graphic design you yeah, know you did, it for, you did it for 12 years and just over it worked in the, the gallery or what do you call it um was it Christie's or? Yeah, I was yeah. working there yeah. for a while. Yeah. That was cool though, because I was checking out other people's art and educating myself. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's harder to try and, um, you know, you, you know, you think you're being creative for a living, but all your other, all you're doing is trying to um, achieve someone else's vision. Yeah. And I think I, I just think it's hard work, you know, or you just work, you just crave to do your own artwork, mm. you know. And I think if you can do whatever you want when you want, and um, and and sell that and make a living off it, that's that's when you're truly living the dream in my books yeah Yeah, for sure yeah Yeah. so is that what you're doing with yourself these days yeah i've got a um a manager an Mm. art manager he come come on the scene recently so um uh yeah he's sort of supporting me and telling me um you know maybe it's not a good idea for me to get a normal job like everybody else just just focus on my artwork um and um that's that's great yeah i think that's um that's wise advice because um it's only been this year that i've um chucked in all all the design work and i've focused on my own own artwork and i found that um through doing that it's opened up a lot more doors for me to pursue my art career whereas before that i was trying to do it outside of work and it just there was never really the time so if even if i did get offered a really good like you know like i don't know commission or whatever I felt like I wouldn't have had the time to do it anyway. Or the energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know. I think to um, to act, actually just chuck it in I, and and sort of be like properly um on the hunt to to attack your art career and make it work. I think 
I think you're gonna you'll grow a lot faster than uh, you awesome. know, yeah. working at a local bottle shop or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So getting back to um, art school, like I, uh, a lot of people I interview have never haven't been at art school, so I, I'm always curious to find out, like what what do you learn while you're at art school? In a nutshell. I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, I, I don't know if all of school is just used as a sort of prison cell to keep you sort of occupied, you know, um, out of, you know, harm's way or off the street, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, didn't, don't know what I learned exactly, you know. <laughs> just maybe socialising skills, which, yeah, I'm pretty backward at anyway. At art school, I guess one of the you know highlights was learning to understand what what art really is. You know, it's basically just a, you know like a concept. It's not it's not anything more than that. You know, you don't have to even make anything to make art. You know, you can just have an idea. So that was um, the eye opening um, to see all these people that just had ideas. Um, rather than, you know, working hard and making objects or paintings. You just, you don't have to. You just think about it and it's done, you know? Yeah. Conceptual art, yeah, just blew my mind for sure. It was really cool. Yeah. I think that's one side of it. Like, because, I don't know, do they talk a lot about the enjoyment of art, you know? Because that's what I feel... For me, that's what art's always been about, is enjoying myself. Art know? therapy, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Yeah, you get you definitely get something out of it, don't you? Yeah. yeah it makes you feel happy. So, like, out of um, out of your sculpture and your, your painting, like, if you could only be, like, remembered for one of them, like, which one would it, would it be? I, d- I can't say. I don't, don't, don't really see them separately. I think it's, you know, it's the same... Thing, you know whether it's two-dimensional or three-dimensional you know yeah it's all creative outlet eh? yeah and no, I can't separate them somehow but <laughs> I'd rather not be remembered thank you oh. <laughs> forget it <laughs> impossible mate you left too much of a mark on the oh, place geez, <laughs> who knows how much longer those heads are going to be up there yeah you know? like yeah, if it was Pompeii they'd sort of stay for a few thousand years maybe <laughs> fill it up with ash so um so you mentioned your exhibition in uh, at Backwards in September, but do you have any uh, other up and coming projects or? Yeah, or plans? I've got um, you know a few uh, mural commissions, some workshops with kids. You know, um, I really get a lot out of that. Um, seeing seeing young people kind of relate to to art and yeah, how 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 they do it. You know, it's it's just way f- it's so fresh. You know, you see. A young person approaches their own, you know, creativity is so different each time, you know, with each person. So you're going to sense the artwork when you're around the kids, you know? No uh, penises and vaginas in the uh, in the artwork? Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're allowed, you know, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I guess I'd have to, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's sort of fairly natural. It is. All, all of us have got one of them. Yeah, <laughs> or two if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, where's the best place for people to check out your art online? Um, I've got a little um, 
website it's mickporter.com and um, also you know I've got a w- Instagram which is the, the new cool thing apparently <laughs> that's uh, Mick Porter art at Instagram yeah so uh, that's interesting development for me because I've always been like you know fuck Facebook or you know fuck socialising I just <laughs> avoid all that shit <laughs> It's good to even see you with a phone. Yeah, yeah it's got a phone now, and um, yeah, it's a new new world, you know. I gotta smile at the at the world, and um, yeah, be happy. <laughs> Join the masses. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mick. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to um, sit out here on this uh, sunny afternoon. No worries. So. It was a beautiful day, so I can't complain. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guests, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you will find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.